Sometimes it takes a different approach to help you unlock your true potential. Capella University's game-changing FlexPath format helps you learn at your own pace and fit earning a degree into your life. From before you enroll to after you graduate, you'll be supported by people who are invested in your success so you can pursue your goals knowing that help is available if you need it. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This isn't your average business podcast, and he's not your average host. This is the James Altucher Show. Today on the James Altucher Show... This is a whole bunch. This is crazy. That's still the highest. I think that's still the highest grossing movie. Yeah, and of and all time. I I can't even. You you can barely ask anybody. Do you remember the plot of that movie? Like that movie like has not it's inspired the same anybody. Exact plot is Fern Gully. It's the same exact. There's a tree, and the tree is great, and we got to protect it. And then the bad people are coming to take it down. And then that's it. That's the whole plot of the movie. A guy who is a human becomes a, one of the Avatar people. And then there's a love story. That's it. And yeah. then there's a love story because, of course, there is. So this is a very special episode. I was going on an episode, a podcast with a good friend of mine, Brendan Lemon. The episode is the man. The, the podcast is The Madness Continues. And Brendan Lemon's the, the podcaster. But before the podcast started, we started talking about every aspect we either hated, mostly hated, and sometimes loved about uh, Star Wars, the Marvel movies, Avatar, probably other movies, I forget now. And it was interesting from both a creative perspective and I thought, and and I don't know, a cultural perspective, I'm making that up, cultural perspective, who knows. But it was a fun conversation that it was 20 minutes. That's the podcast you're about to listen to now. If you want to listen to the rest of the conversation on, then then check out Brendan Lemons, The Madness Continues. That was kind of like the, the second part of this conversation, but enjoy these next 20 minutes. I hope you have fun. Tweet out at uh, Jay Altucher if you have any comments or questions or whatever, and enjoy. I kind of feel like it's already done. Like, you know, the news cycle is already 36 hours, 72 hours. We're already done. We already forgot about impeachment. That was yeah. like the biggest thing in the world. Like a week ago. Well, well, you know why? Because a much bigger issue happened right after the impeachment that, that was really polarizing as well, which was, is the rise of Skywalker good or not? Like that oh, replaced... It's not, I'm sure it's not. Yeah. Oh, you haven't seen it? I haven't seen it. Oh, my God. I'm not going to see it. I don't want to give Disney... I know, Jay. I know. I don't want to give Disney any money. I, Jay even... Did you saw, see it? Are you... What are you talking about? Like, where... Are you getting... Are you recording this? Yeah. Okay, good. Because Dude, this is like the biggest... We I saw it at twelve fifteen a.m. opening day. Did you really? <laughs> yeah. Did you like it? No, it was the worst movie ever. <laughs> it was not. It was not a movie. It was a collection of anecdotes that vaguely paralleled the first trilogy. Here's my theory on this. I just want to. I just want to get this out. 
into on the record on the public record this is the public record a podcast is the public record Didn't that you is know? what it is now this is, where's the congressional transcript with this podcast in it i'd like to <laughs> yeah. enter brandon's podcast into the congressional, the congressional transcript yeah, mr speaker know, right? let's just drop yeah we're gonna get library of congress what's the loc number on this podcast um so here's here's what i think i and this is what the online consensus seems to be is that disney buys the lucasfilm franchise uh, they are way more interested. And I don't think it's just Kathleen Kennedy. I think it's like overarching, I think like Disney executive decisions are basically like, let's just, we just need to roll Star Wars movies out. Let's just keep it going. And so they really quickly get the schedule together and they don't have any ideas. There's no story yet. And so they basically hire J.J. Uh, Abrams and his team to create the first movie, The, the Force Awakens, which was pretty good. I like The Force Awakens. I actually like The Last Jedi. Yeah. Do you? Yeah. I don't like The Last Jedi. You know why I like it? Because I like the fact that they acknowledge finally that anybody can be Force sensitive, which sure. makes sense. Yeah. I, it just, the the last, to me, I felt like, I, oh God, I could rant about The Last Jedi for like an hour. There's like so many, I, but it, I just didn't like it. And the thing that more bothered me than the actual story, because you could have a difference on taste in The Last Jedi. I don't think, and I just want to say this, I don't think that if you like The Last Jedi, you're objectively wrong. I don't think that there's like an objectively bad... Right, it's the same with The Force Awakens. Like, I like The Force Awakens, but then the day after, I remember uh, Tucker Max actually wrote a review where he said, this is beat by beat, uh, a repeat of, you know, episode for Star Wars, the original Star Wars. Yeah. So I say, okay, that's a reasonable uh, yeah, argument. Yeah, totally fine. I mean, it is whatever. It's it's not. It's like look. There's a million pizza places in this city, and if you went to uh, the top ten, you'd get the same stuff on every pizza, and it would still be great. All of them would be good. You know what I mean? Maybe you get tired of pizza after a while. It doesn't bother me. It's a different flavor of the same thing. Last, the Last Jedi was not that. I think the Last Jedi was Ryan Johnson just being like, "I'm gonna just do whatever I want to," and they'll switch everything up. Right. So I agree. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I agree. That they should have had a a a plan yeah. in place, and it looked like okay. he was just doing his own. That's thing. That's what bothered me mm-hmm. more than the fact that I didn't like the movie was that they, they it just became clear after that point that Disney did not have a plan for what was going to happen. Well, I think I think their plan was let's give this to J.J. Abrams, who did Lost, he did Star Trek, he's clearly a genius. But what they don't realize in the nuances of J.J. Abrams is that J.J. Abrams is great at starting stories. And he has never once in his life ended a story like <laughs> like Lost. That was the most brilliant start. The first two or three seasons, the most brilliant start of any TV series in history. And my it opinion, impossible to finish. Yeah, it became it was so many great things happening that he couldn't bring them all together at the end. Star Trek. Everyone remembers the beginning of the reboot of Star Trek, like the first, let's say, hour of that movie. I can't remember anything that else that ever happened after that. And Star Wars, okay, he started this, he rebooted the franchise in some sense with this these sequels, and he just he never he doesn't end stuff. He doesn't know how to end stuff. Yeah. And then every other series, what he did, flash forward. He did all these other mediocre series that he started off great, great premise, and then just didn't end. And then he can't end it properly. Yeah. So this is exactly John Favreau in there, who's doing a great job with the Mandalorian. Okay. So that was my because John Favreau was involved with the Marvel movies. Yeah. And had we by the way never talk about. like any nerd shit this much on this podcast but like (laughs) but this is great because I have so many opinions on this but like that's my argument against people who keep talking in Star Wars they're like well yeah but it's like they have to and they start saying this shit and I'm like Marvel did all of this Marvel did all of this correct so they don't get an excuse of like well they're trying to deal with it well Marvel had all this like canon stuff 
that they could draw from. Like, so did Star Wars. There was this extremely huge extended universe. And the mistake they made was paying attention to none of it. And then finally, when The Last Jedi and then Solo bombed at the office, they decided, oh, we got to pull all this stuff in and maybe we should pay attention to it. And that's where the Rise of Skywalker came from. And that's why there's so much... Like you said, Jay, Clone Wars fan service. So, so, the, so, uh, you don't want any spoilers, right, for Rise of Skywalker? I, I, I've got them all, but, 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 just I, and this, is not, this is just not a spoiler. There's, I d- challenge anyone to fi- find a storyline in Rise of the Skywalker. <laughs> the Rise of Skywalker. There is no arc of the hero. There is nothing happens in the entire movie except lots of a collection of intense moments put together that have no rhyme or reason at all. There's no connection from one moment to the next. It's just like to create more toys and somehow, somehow, but some people loved it. I cannot understand. You must not have watched any movies in the past 40 years if you like this movie. Yeah. So you must have just wanted to see, let's just see Ray again. Oh, there she is. Let's see Poe again. There he is. And then you love it. Yay. I saw like playing Poe with again. Legos. It was like written by an eight-year-old with all their Legos in front of him. Let's put in a lesbian kiss. Yay, there's a lesbian kiss. Oh my God. Like, yeah. And that, and then the craziest thing, and this will be a spoiler, but like, and I didn't see the movie. So the fact that I know this is nuts, but they're like, yeah, there's like a cavalry charge on a de- on a Star Destroyer. And I'm like, why would it feels like somebody just like exactly you said, like somebody just shoved all these elements together and they were like, you know what would be it's like a kid who goes to the like the the fountain drink with like the soda and then just hits every single one to put yeah. it into one thing. Well, that's exactly what it's like, because uh, speaking of that cavalry on the Death Star, there was one moment in there where, you know, Finn is about to die or whatever. And then fortunately, the Millennium Falcon um, shoots right underneath right underneath him. They open up the hatch. Lando Christian's like, come on. And, you know, Finn drops right in. What does that remind you of? End of Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. Like every single moment in Rise of the Skywalker relates back to some yeah. other film. This is like, so, and by the way, sometimes <laughs> it's not Star Wars. Sometimes it's Star Trek. It relates yeah, back to That's so funny. Like the whole thing's insane. And then, okay. That's speak- like the cute cut to the clip of George Lucas. It's like poetry. It rhymes. Yeah. Like- <laughs> yeah. Well, I, and by the way, George Lucas did not write most of Star Wars. He was he's such he, he had this idea, Arc of the Hero, Space Western, combine the latest science fiction special effects with Western stories, which by the way And his, samurai films. Right. And his his vision is finally realized only in the Mandalorian. Mandalorian yeah. Agreed. So he writes the script for Star Wars. It's so horrible, they don't know what to do with it. So his wife, Marsha, who he then divorced immediately afterwards, write, rewrites the entire script. And edits it into what we know today as the original Star Wars. Right. Like, she was the genius. She's the genius who put it together. You look at some of these original clips, and I love that, like, there's a, in the Empire of Dreams, they even say it themselves, like, Star Wars made this documentary, and, like, Lucasfilms com- commissioned this documentary. And in the documentary, even in their own documentary, there's a line where they're like, the first cut of Star Wars was an unmitigated disaster. <laughs> like, yeah, because George Lucas did it. Yeah. Like, and, uh, but, and then, by the way, the books that were the extended canon and the canon, whatever. Okay, I don't like the fact that movies, you know, not everyone should have to read 75 books to understand a movie, but they were pretty good. Like, and I had one of the authors on my podcast, Jim Lucino, who wrote uh, Darth uh, Plagueis. He wrote about, a book about Vader. He wrote a book about uh, Grand Moff Tarkin. And those were good books. And I called him and said, you want to come on the podcast before uh, Star Wars comes, Rise of Skywalker comes out? And he's like, nah, they cut all my books out. Like, no yeah. longer interested. Yeah, suddenly they're like not canon anymore. They just like, and, yeah. And they were great. Like Darth Plagueis describes the whole rise of Palpatine because Plagueis was his. Anyway, this is really nerding out. But on Marvel, 
you would think that maybe Disney did a better job of Marvel. Those were huge hits. And look, to Marvel's credit, the top 10 movies of all time now are all Disney movies. Yeah. Like, it's amazing how smart Bob Iger, the CEO of Disney, did buying Marvel, Pixar. Pixar was their biggest acquisition ever. Then Marvel, he bought for nothing. He bought Star Wars for nothing. And he's created them into the, the biggest franchises ever. But even Mar Marvel Avengers Endgame, which is like the biggest movie of all time now, that kind of disgusted me a little bit. Like, mm. the guy was clearly, um, Thanos, the, the villain, was clearly spouting the, the progressive climate change Malthusian line, <laughs> which is that, There's you know, too many people, too, too many people too many in the Malthus universe are, are taking all of our resources. And, and by the way, I'm not just making this up because when you, the first time you see him in Endgame, he's on, on, on a planet as a farmer. Like, yeah. he's just like, yeah. he's just like watering plants. Yeah, this is like how he, he would choose to live his life after his work is done. Right. And, and, and then you have all these guys dressed up in suits. We have to kill him. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's just by himself it's being It's super a, bizarre. And it's, yeah. it's strange to watch because you're like, I guess, like, because the thing that, that hooks you is you're like, I guess that we love our friends who have died enough to want to bring them back, which is why we're cheering for the Avengers in this movie. But it is kind of bizarre because you're like, this guy had like a whole philosophy that kind of made sense when you thought about well, it. And not very different from the philosophies of many people yeah, like you said, now. Thomas, and, Thomas Malthus. Yeah, and Malthus back to 1830s where it's always been kind of a trope in, in uh, world history that hey, or at least since the Industrial Revolution. There's that, too hey, many freaking yeah, people. Too many people. We're not going to be able to handle the future because yeah. uh, it's so uncertain. And we see it now. Like, look, as much as I love Andrew Yang, and we were just talking about this earlier, again, there's this fear like, oh, no, robots are going to... It's like the Terminator. Robots are yeah. going to replace our jobs yeah. and then kill us. Because when I brought, bring this up on Twitter, like maybe robots are not going to replace our jobs. The first response mm -hmm. I got was, yeah, but what about when they start killing us? Yeah. And <laughs> haven't you seen Black Mirror, James? <laughs> Black Mirror. Or have you seen Arnold Schwarzenegger in any anything, movie? Anything <laughs> right. ever. Yeah. And let me, like, I, I always say, like, okay, do you know, do you know any humans? Because the first time a robot, quote unquote, wakes up and becomes human, they're not, they're just going to go home and binge watch Game of Thrones. Like, they're not going <laughs> to find a gun and start yeah, shooting problem, everyone. Okay, but the problem is that they're going to binge watch Game of Thrones at, like, to the speed of light. And then they're going to be angry that we didn't produce. And they're going to be angry at season eight's conclusion. And they're going to go murder D.B. Weiss and David Benioff. Well, or or maybe they're going to start writing better movies, which I'm fine with either. Like uh, you need to have you need to get Sam Harris on your podcast, man, and talk uh, to him about. this. Oh, I had Sam Harris on my podcast, but I not we didn't talk about this. Oh, about oh no, AI you know though. what? We did talk about AI, and see, Sam Harris is a great example of super strong intellectual. He's so smart. I read everything he writes, but. A lot of people who talk about AI who have no technical backgrounds, and I have an, an AI and technical background, uh, they they kind of talk about this thing, the singularity, where robots are just going to wake up and be intelligent yeah. and conscious. It's not going to happen. It's never, ever going to happen. AI was a marketing term to get funding from the Department of Defense. At a basic level, AI is just advanced statistics, and that's it. Yeah. And so anybody who talks about the singularity they have no idea what they're talking about. Can I about. tell you something? Some I, I look. I love you, and sometimes your intelligence frightens me. <laughs> like how much is there? A, like, let me ask you this question, James. Is there a subject that you don't actually know a lot about? Thirteenth uh, century medieval fighting, which Yuval Harari wrote his thesis on. I could not discuss that with him on the did podcast. He seriously, did he? Yeah, and then he and then he was like, "That was boring," so I switched to 
writing about the entirety of human history. <laughs> I can talk to him about 13th century medieval fighting. Probably. There you go. I was so, a, for a while. I did the. So if you're a nerd, you play Dungeons and Dragons. If you are like king of the nerds, you live action role play. Ah, see, I was a nerd, but not king of the nerds. If you're the emperor of the nerds, you move on from live action role playing to the Society for Creative Anachronists, where you put on actual suits of armor and fight each other. Right. So, so I had lots of friends in that. I love, I love that. That Robin audibly gasped when I said okay. that. <laughs> okay, I would say though, here's the thing. Here's because I remember the, those groups, and I remember people saying, "Hey, you should come to it." And I, this and you is gonna, were like, no thanks. I want to get laid. <laughs> no, no, I wasn't like that either because I'm still in the nerd category. But uh, the one thing I thought to myself, that is too white for me. <laughs> <laughs> and people say, but you're white. And I'm like, it's true, but I'm Jewish. <laughs> Jewish people do not join the Society for Creative Anachronists. We just don't give a shit about <laughs> medieval fighting. <laughs> that's so funny. There was one Jew in the Society for Creative Anachronists, and he just loaned all of us money. <laughs> so he was the only one who could do it because in the 13th century, no one was allowed to do it if you were a Gentile. Right, right. If the, but, there was, but even then, it's like, I guess there was like, the, in Shakespeare, you know, had Shylock, but there wasn't really a full banking system. It was just individuals then. Um, but That's true. Individual Indiv Jews. Yep. So. Individual Jews. Uh, they cornered the market, man. Um, so is there any other movies that, okay, let me ask you about uh, Wakanda. I forget if we've talked about this before. This is a, so we're just breaking down all the Disney movies. Black Panther. Yep. Uh, I think this is the most racist movie of all time. Do you? Be yeah. Because, and it's, and it's, it's the Wakandans come out of their little town. They pretend to be shepherds, like the poorest country in Africa, because specifically they don't want other African countries to know about their technology yeah. and steal it. Well, it's weird because the excuse that they use in the story is like, we don't want other countries, not just African countries, but just other colonial like But colonial they refer powers. to other African countries though Yeah, too. but that's what's so weird about the movies. You're like, other colonial powers can't rival you. You guys have all the, the most powerful technology on the planet. Like, there's no way that, like, if a, a bunch of British people show up with a Gatling gun, you guys are just going to shoot lasers at them and stuff. You yeah. guys have, you know, adamantium and whatever the other, what is that other stuff, whatever the other stuff they've got there. Jay, what do they have? Vibranium. Vibranium. That's it. <laughs> adamantium was more Tony Stark. But, uh, yeah, uh, they supplied, as far, if, I, if memory serves, if nerd memory serves, they supplied the adamantium that ended up in uh, Captain America's shield. Is that true? Oh, it might have. I don't know. Okay. Anyway, but, whatever. But, the material. But, but is... they also specifically referred not just to colonial powers, but they referred to like other African countries. That's yeah. why that even in Africa they come pretend to be shepherds so that the. Uh, so I thought it was like they were being racist against it's Africans. It's definitely weird. It's definitely weird. <laughs> and then of course they were racist against white, but they wouldn't let the white guy in. He's like, "Why are you letting a white guy in the yeah, country? <laughs> into the country?" It's which, uh... which, by the way, and then that's kind of the most extreme Trumpian immigration policy. <laughs> They're going to build literally a, yeah. an invisible, invisible wall, wall around Wakanda. An invisible shield over the whole country. And everybody here is like, you know, we're Wakandans. And like, yeah, go they, Wakanda. They won't let you in. They'll yeah. kill you at the border. <laughs> it's not even a wall. They'll just kill you. So what other Marvel movies? Avatar is not even a movie. I can't talk about uh, that dude, one. Dude, they've got, he's got, and then James Cameron's got a whole bunch of those guys coming out. Ugh. This is a whole bunch. This is crazy. That's still the highest. I think that's still the highest grossing movie. Yeah, and of and all time. I I can't even you you can barely ask anybody. Do you remember the plot of that movie? Like that movie like has not it's inspired the same anybody. Exact plot is Fern Gully. It's the same exact. There's a tree, and the tree is great, and we got to protect it. And then the bad people are coming to take it down, 
And then that's it. That's the whole plot of the movie. A guy who is a human becomes a, one of the Avatar people. And then there's a love story. That's it. And yeah. then there's a love story because, of course, there is. And like, what's crazy about that movie, too, is like people watched it. This is how this is. This is the moment when I was like, OK, we've reached some kind of like new plateau of technology that like we're, we're we're running into an open field and there are no maps for these territories because like you there were people who were literally killing themselves after seeing that movie because they're like life will never be as good as it is in the movie Avatar. And you're like, how depressing is that? Like, we made a movie so good that, like, it's su- it's that actually happened. And now here we are in this post that world. But but even then, like, it's not that life is that good in that movie, except for the fact that his senses are enhanced when well, he that's becomes. The thing. And so it's basically that movie. It's basically about a drug experience. Yeah. And he <laughs> and, and it basically just says, boy, if you could have a drug that makes you feel like this life is going to be great. Yeah. And so it's just a, a let's it's just a, a pro drug like a pro, pro hallucinogenic movie. By the way, just like Star Wars is. Because yeah. <laughs> if you think about it, here's think about it just realistically. What else does going into <laughs> hyperspace mean? Well, right, right. Well, think about it like Luke is just this white trash farm teenager living in a desert and he wants to go to he's just looking at the stars. Boy, I wish I could be in outer space. And and his uncle's like, "No, no, Luke, get the hell to work like you can't yeah. even go to college yeah. get to work we're so poor you can't go to anchorhead <laughs> to buy some power converters <laughs> we need you in the fields somehow we have we don't have a cotton gin we need you yeah. to like pick weeds moisture and- farm there's moisture to be farmed <laughs> right and 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 then suddenly this old decrepit homeless guy comes up to him and says yeah you dude force. You, you, dude your dad rules the galaxy <laughs> we got to go kill him now and then is and then suddenly from there it's just this drug trip like his aunt yeah. and uncle die mysteriously and he's got to go into outer space with a bunch of animals yeah and save the galaxy like it's totally a drug he's trip. hanging out with a smuggler uh a, a a really dirty uh animal and then two and a homeless guy two people who literally don't have souls and a homeless guy those are his buddies right and then suddenly he can make things float like this is not a drug trip. It's yeah. totally a drug trip. <laughs> you just found a new five minutes to do on stage later tonight. So uh, I think, by the way, this by itself is just one. This is our water a podcast, and then we should start your podcast. <laughs> yeah, we should probably. This will probably all end up in it. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.